dozy 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 little antsy divey, a kiddly divey too. Would you like to set up in this? Yes, mazzy dozy 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 little antsy divey, a kiddly divey. Sorry, we have the we have the intro music playing. I don't know what you said. Oh, so I can't hear any of the sounds. Yeah, I know. She she doesn't hear any. Yeah, the bass just drops. Things are bumping. Yeah. Yeah, so, Kenna, right now they have a very nice uh, hi-hat and um, good mixing with the original vocals from... Uh, I wonder when that song was made. Whenever I hear it's unfortunate Isn't how it uncultured like, I am, because whenever I hear songs like that, like the original version of that song, I think, yeah. oh, Christmas music. <laughs> and there's a song that plays um, at the beginning of the second episode that we watched when... Um, Truman's like being all sad about Josie having died and I'm like this sounds like a Christmas song and it, I'm like I know that there's a whole genre of music I'm just disparaging because they have some <laughs> hits that are still play around Christmas time and I'm just like oh this is just Christmas music anytime, anytime I hear a song that has jingle bells like, oh yeah it's just like it's a Christmas song yeah. whether it's <laughs> intended to be so or not like uh, it's it's a Christmas song. Like There's the artist nothing... made that mistake of putting right. Yeah, you, in it. Like you're making me think about Christmas on purpose. Right. It's, it's, it's like this is Christmassy. your fault. Uh, well, uh, There's I know there's a there's a Black Keys song on Brothers that has like jingle bells. Yeah. The whole time, and I'm always just kind of like, <laughs> Merry Christmas. If I'm like in July <laughs> listening to that, I'm just like, Hmm. Like I feel a little depressed right now. But um, something's not right. Yeah. This this doesn't match up. It's like that one. Uh, that one Kanye and Kid Cudi song where they yeah. use the sample from oh, from that yeah. that what really old Santa Christmas bringing yeah it's <laughs> and I'm like this is it's not a Christmas song but it is but it, you know but it, it because works. they use that sample yeah yeah it's great all right well hello everyone Merry My, Christmas everybody Merry Christmas Merry everybody. Christmas Merry uh, <laughs> Christmas special it's funny because on the last episode that we recorded together so we recorded one in like the last week of June. And I didn't edit it until the this current week, which is the last week of August. And when I the last like four minutes, we're just talking about the Fourth of July. <laughs> so I'm like, I gotta cut this out. And so I cut that out. And then that episode will come out this Sunday, which will have been a week ago for people who are who are hearing this. But mm. it'd be funny if on this episode we're just talking about Christmas. And everyone will be like, we're, we're all <laughs> something messed up. At all. We're not on the same it timeline. Make any that sense. is representative of how much time I feel like we've taken off. Right. It feels like a long time. Which was actually kind of nice because I feel like, and this might be represented by the ratings I give these episodes. When I started watching these two episodes for this for this podcast, I was like, this really good like I was, yeah. I was like yeah it's, it's so nice to be back right. in this world and but then when i think about it i'm like um one of them's better than the other but yes. they're not that amazing mm -hmm. but it was just nice to be back and i think i wouldn't be this appreciative of them if yes. it hadn't been because we took off two months which by the way is my fault entirely i've been working on a very big project that is now wrapping up so i have time to get back to doing this so everyone else has been shackled until then but um i am harrison covert this is three fish in a percolator i'm joined by mckenna guttery hey. and <laughs> mckay fritz hey what's up <laughs> well uh i'm via zoom and so I she's via zoom she's still in arizona there's some disconnection you want to come back to utah but i would love but, so shout out to anybody in the 
honestly, Utah Valley area, like, <laughs> just give me some leads for some housing. Canada it's so funny. I'm lots of fun. We have a we have a strong following in like Sweden and like Ireland. So well, actually, if you guys have <laughs> for the countries of people who listen to us, it's it's actually like we only have like fifty percent of listeners are in the United States. So well, maybe McKenna, we start if you want to like, move to Europe, I'm down. You have an point, you have an out right here. That's what our point, Patreon page will be funding. It'll just be wherever you end up going to. We'll buy you the plane <laughs> ticket. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's what it ends up being. The top Patreon membership you can pay for is to have room and board for one of the hosts. <laughs> and you get a shirt. With one of the hosts. You, you get yeah, a shirt you... with my face on it. Only yeah. <laughs> okay, so uh, it's been a while, but we're back. I don't want to talk too much about um, us being gone. But is there anything uh, that you guys want to cover before we really start talking about these two episodes? Which these two episodes, by the way are the condemned woman and wounds and scars from season two of twin peaks um it's an interesting batch but what do you guys do you guys have anything you want to want to shout out or uh update our listeners on um i did start watching the return oh that's right oh yeah 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 how far are you uh, i so i we only got to episode five and unfortunately this group that I was watching it with, one of them is leaving for an internship. So I think we might stop, stop there. Oh, unfortunately. Okay, well, that could be good for us. Um, though. You still don't know all the right, secrets. I don't yet. know all the secrets, but uh, I do. Before I was, I was the one who had seen um, everything before the return. But now I am no longer. I no yeah. longer fit that that mold anymore it's yeah you're like i've seen everything up until the return part five right it's which I, is I a like really that. weird spot to be in it you it's almost like i can contribute even less now than, <laughs> yeah. than i could have like yeah exactly <laughs> it's like i have nothing to I'm, bring. In a, I'm, a, I'm in a more nuanced <laughs> place than i was before kenna have you been watching anything uh non-twin peaks or twin peaks-esque since we uh last recorded together um so i did start watching rabbits oh that's fun that's a good yeah. that's a good i had fun that's with nice that one. That yeah, it's, it's i'm fun. like you can tell where i'm at here in arizona because <laughs> <laughs> i started watching rabbits she really needs to get out now yeah i've been watching um the x-files i'm oh on season six gosh. so i'm past good. the movie and now i'm in season six isn't season six sort of where it falls off or, so it, I, some people say so because it's like you have the movie, then you should go back to going to TV. Some people are like a little frustrated with it. Right. It depends on who you ask though, because some people think it's strong until the end. Some uh-huh. people think it's after season seven because David Duchovny is only in half of season eight and uh, only in one episode of season nine, which I'm not looking forward to that right. at all. You're right. But um, so it's it's right now for me i think it's okay there are parts to like the different storylines that i'm just kind of like i don't know if i care anymore uh-huh but there are there's a lot of stuff that i think is really strong in season six as well i needed my my 90s supernatural tv yeah. show fix well so. the x-files is just i know this is a twin i never watched past season three i really need to but i just I loved that show. Yeah. Like so from good. what I saw of it. And um it's 
it's on a different page than Twin Peaks totally. is. But it's just so well done. And yeah. each episode is just kind of its own little masterpiece in a lot of ways. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes <laughs> some, it's, it's a little some... difficult, but it's it's their batting average is ridiculous. They're, yeah, they have they have really good episodes. And I love I love the whole idea that you never know kind of what you're going to get yeah, with X-Files. Totally. Like could be a horror type, um, you know, scary thing could just yeah. be like, a, um, you, you know, know something that has to do with like the, the, the larger story, story or it could, could even be like something just silly and yeah, fun. Totally funny. Yeah. yeah. It, that's the, that's the most surprising thing about X-Files is how funny it is yeah. in my opinion. But, yeah. um, that's a great show. It's really good. And, um, it's weird to think about, like, because Twin Peaks is one continuous continuous story, mm-hmm. and X Files is like every three episodes continues right. a story, right? And then the, everything in between it's is just like the monster. It's of just the like week. monster of the week, which I think is just such a cool premise because right. it's like every episode's its own little story, except for these other ones that relate to something bigger. Mm-hmm. And I think that's just it's like, I mean, it's the glory fun. days, mm-hmm. really fun, fun, really fun stuff, kind of. It's kind of like Phineas and Ferb. If I'm, I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. Thank you for putting that down into um what I can understand. Your references. What I watch. (laughs) Hey, I've been watching. I've been watching. Like this brings me back to high school. But I've been watching Psych with my mom because we need like some sort of like funny, but also kind of like ooh, like clean show. And that's what we've been watching. And dude, Psych is underrated. Psych is. It's actually so funny. Like. Gus is so funny. So yeah, that show is okay. <laughs> what were you gonna say? No, I, you th- you I, I was. Mine was gonna be more like a segue. So you say what you want to say. I was like... just gonna say I, with my sister, we we watched Psych over the pandemic, and it's such a fun and funny show. Yeah. But my biggest issue with it is it's so reliant on pop culture references yeah, it totally. is. because so it came out in like 2004 or whatever i i don't know what they're talking about <laughs> and, it, and it's i'm just like so true if i was if i was a young adult in in 2004 i would be laughing my head off right now but i have no idea what they're referencing yeah um i agree that's a it's interesting to to see the the legs that it has when you watch it now, um, my segue point was gonna be that when we finish season two, we're gonna watch the Twin Peaks parody episode of Psych, and we'll talk Wait, about that. Yes. So that's amazing. It's got like over a hundred Easter eggs of or like Twin Peaks references that. in it. So that's awesome. It's I want to watch it now. Even. No, you can't. I Don't do it to... yet. We gotta wait till we're done. What if I just run into it when I'm watching with my mom? And you're just like, oops. Um, <laughs> I guess it's okay because I watched it recently. Um, it's so funny. Okay. Twin Peaks, guys. Should we Twin head Peaks. into Twin Peaks? Should let's, I play the theme? Let's, let's go. Should I uh, alienate Let's do what McKenna we're here to do. And uh, make her feel awkward as we, as McKay and I can hear the music and she can't. You're, you're almost on beat. Am I? That kind of. That wasn't bad. Just like turning on the episode and having this playing, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh. It's, it's so like, nice we're back. back. It's we're so back nice to be it. back. I know. I was like, I was like about to skip it, but then I was like, no, I can't. I just want to ride this one out. 
I like listen to the Twin Peaks soundtrack when I work out, which is really weird. And so I'm almost a little desensitized to parts of it. But whenever it, like different <laughs> music cues play in the episode, just like pump you up, like just like yes. No, I, 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 it's I don't know why it's very gets soothing. Going. It gets me going. No, I. Uh, One thing about it is that whenever I watch the show now and they play a certain music cue, I'll be like. Oh yes, like I know, I like I'll like I'll like oh Audrey's dance, yes, like I <laughs> like I know the I know the name of the track on the soundtrack now. So that's there awesome. is a track that they've been playing, just like the past like four or five episodes, that makes me so sad, and I can't remember what event happened when they first played it, but every time I hear it now, I'm just like, oh, this is heavy. But even though nothing heavy is happening, I'm sad. I bet I could find what track it is for you. I'll I'll uh I'll send it to you guys later. Okay, sounds good. So, guys, what were your thoughts on this, these episodes, these two? Um, so, general overall feeling for me was we've moved out of the bad plot lines. Yeah. I, in my opinion, I agree. Yeah. And we're now stuck in the mediocre plot lines. Yeah. It's like. This'll do, but it's not peak. It's not peak peaks. Not peak peaks. Nope. Yeah. So I I definitely enjoyed them more than the past episodes. Yep. You know, in the the slump. Really what you're talking about is the Evelyn Marsh stuff. Yeah. Just that (laughs) stuff being gone. Yeah. Oh, man. I'm so glad she's not involved anymore. My biggest problem with that storyline in retrospect is that it just had nothing to do with anything else in town. No. When I was writing down, I wrote down the different, like, plot lines in bullet points just in case we need something to talk about while we're doing this opening part. And there's Mm. so many characters that repeated because it's like Cooper's part of the Josie and Truman thing. But he's also part of like the Annie Blackburn thing. But he's also part of like the uh, Wyndham Earl thing, and like all these characters, like James and Donna. I guess Donna and Wyndham Earl kind of now, like like that those crossover. James does not cross over with any other character on the show. And when he was with Evelyn Marsh, it had nothing to do with anyone else. I mean, Donna somehow got involved with it, which was really forced because they're the only people who apparently went to that bar. Like Wally's hideout, it makes no sense. Like, we have two patrons, yeah. and it's thirty miles away from each of their homes, so it's it's super weird. But it, it was just so didn't annoying. Even it didn't even like contribute anything to his character for me. Like, I thought it would maybe like make me think differently of his character, but yeah, he's still just kind of like right. Like, the there same was after there that. was no character development. It was just kind of James existing in a vacuum. Well, what was he supposed to learn? Yeah. He just, he lets things happen to him. Well, there like, was, there was a conversation in, I think it was the second episode we watched. Where he, is um, Donna and have a picnic? Where, yeah. And James says something to the effect of like, or Donna says something to the effect of like, listen, I understand what you were feeling. And she, she just, um, inst- you like gave into it. You gave yeah. into that feeling. Um, which I feel like could be a more new, uh, a more interesting storyline, character point, whatever, if they explored it more. You know, like James dealing with grief in an yeah, unhealthy totally. way. But it just didn't come across like that. It just came across as silly and yeah. irrelevant. And so 
it was just i'm i'm glad it did not keep going as am i as am i um yeah i I agree i think we're i think we're past a lot of the bad storylines and now we're just the pine weasel stuff i don't mind (laughs) i know i i don't love it's better than civil war ben oh my god that's actually true i love pine weasel Ben, so much more. That's you know yeah. what? While we're talking about this, I think I like the Evelyn Marsh storyline more than Civil War storyline. That Civil <laughs> oh War storyline is yeah, so be- boring. Well, just, well, and then it's also just aged very poorly. Oh, yeah. We talked about that in another episode, but just... Whose idea was that? Having any, having a character that you're supposed to, even in the slightest, root for at all, and yeah. they're on the side of the Confederates. It's so bizarre. Yeah. It's so Can bizarre. Can we do a bracket of just like the worst, like the worst? <laughs> oh, don't you worry. We'll duke it out. We're going to, so at the I end, so it. our our series finale episode, we're going to do a draft where we have different, okay. like everyone has like picks and everyone has to have like a, a law enforcement character, a non-law enforcement character. And these are just examples. And like a storyline and like a really bad storyline and you have to draft them and we'll have a list of them and we'll all Wait, go in so order and, and pick which ones that we that's want. Awesome. So don't you worry, we're gonna be able to duke it out for Evelyn Marsh. Can we just have like a real like when this is all over, I wanna have like a really big Twin Peaks party where that's we just all... go all out. We just we just dress up, we have all the food, we yes, have all the decorations. So yes. I wanna do that. So we should fast. do a, so there. we should do that for when we do Fire Walk with me. Yes. Oh <gasps> man. And that's when we watch it. And that's when we watch it, yeah. Oh, and I we all can dress up. So much. Yeah. This fall, when we finish season two, um, actually I think beforehand we might start doing every other episode. We just watch a movie and we record a commentary with it. So we'll just watch Eraserhead and then record us talking while we watch it and then we'll just like release that instead of like like an episode on like the actual show and then we'll the next week we'll be back to the show and then we'll go every other anyway yeah um sorry getting ahead of myself just excited for well i was thinking when we do in the future if we do saturday mornings to record i could like make donuts or something and just like Every yes. single time we do, make make a make a whole day out of it. But we can talk about that later. You could have stopped at donuts. Dedicate. I know. One day of the week. One day of the week, just the Twin Peaks. To Twin Peaks. I turn my phone off all day long. Oh yeah. So, about the Pine Weasel, I okay. I want to know what your opinions on John Justice Wheeler are. I actually kind of like him as a character. <laughs> Audrey's new beau. If 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 McKenna thought, forgot, was his, I thought his name. I wrote down Jack. He called. He goes by Jack, but his full name is John. John. Jo- I was okay. That makes. I was like, yes. who is that? Okay. You're yes. talking. Okay, Jack. you're talking about. Yeah. I'm talking about Billy no, Zane. Uh. Okay. Yes. Yes. Um. That dude is handsome. He is very handsome. Oh my god. So you like him? Yeah. I I actually like him as a character. I, I do. Too. <laughs> but I but but that's not without my. I have some reservations of. I don't know what they're thinking. I, uh, don't love him. Okay. I think I think he is very handsome. I also think he's kind of creepy. So, I'm glad you brought that up. Two things. First of all, the writers, their excuse for not having Cooper and Audrey have romance is that she's too young. I think that's yeah. fair. But then they bring in this guy who's way older than her. 
and tells her that he has a picture of her from when she yes. was a kid and had pigtails. Oh my gosh. And it's like, so in the first scene so of introducing game, this new romantic character, you completely like disregard why you brought him in. <laughs> If if it's it, 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 oh, I thought it, you were very cute as a child. It's so much. I came so back to find oh, you. That's it's, so much worse. Was he supposed to be an adult when he saw her? I don't. Know. I have no idea. That was that was know. bizarre for her, for him to tell her anyway. Like yeah, really bad. Like it's 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 like you know you you've seen those memes where it's like the handsome guy and the girl in the office and, yeah. and the handsome guy's like hey I'll see you later and she's like okay and then there's like the ugly guy yeah, and he's like, like hey, I'll see you later and she's like HR or whatever yeah, yeah. this reminds me of that <laughs> scenario it's like if if Jack was an ugly totally guy yeah. this would be so creepy yeah that would be so and the only way he gets away with it is because he's as handsome as he is so Kenna you like cowboys yeah, so that I have a lot to say about this. I was gonna say, is he a cowboy? Like, he's like a, no, he's... and that's like so. So basically, like when I first saw him, I'm like, oh, this mother, like I, yeah. I, because like in everything else he's been been in, I've been like, please get off the screen. Like, yeah. your handsomeness doesn't make you more endearing, actually. Yeah. And but mm -hmm. like, and like at first I was still like that, but like as they get talking like casually, I'm like. Okay, they have chemistry. Like this is kind they of do. cute. They do have I, chemistry. I actually like him. But then, yeah, the whole cowboy thing, he's singing to her. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, I, I wanna love this because I love cowboys. Love yeah. love that Western vibe. Yes, you do. I just don't think he was he was convincing for me. He was not a convincing Western boy. But it's okay. He wore a hat and I was like, okay. So <laughs> he, as long as he's got the hat. He's he got the hat. He's a cowboy. <laughs> of some undetermined age who's yes. very wealthy and it makes is, no sense and is involved in environmentalism right but he's also in cahoots with ben horn yeah which so makes like me think bad maybe pass? he's not a bad guy yeah yeah it would only it's, make sense for me to be attracted to him because of all those things right but i'm like he, so he's, he's, he's so edgy. mysterious i can't figure him out he mm. does have they do he him and audrey have a lot of chemistry which either means they actually work really well together or Audrey has chemistry with everyone. Yeah, well, true. that's define chemistry because here's, here's my personal feeling. Um, one of, I think Audrey's strongest character points is how she has just like this, for lack of a better word, inaccessibility to mm -hmm, her. Totally. Yes. Like she is, um, she kind of like plays with people. Yep, totally. Um, and the, the one of the reasons I don't love her and Jack is because Jack shows up and it's almost like she's immediately into him. Yeah. And she's never really been that way with anyone before. Like obviously her and Cooper had this romance, but I think there was a there was something about Cooper, you know, Cooper's oddities collided with hers and it worked they and there's like hey you're weird right you're weird right like, but, but jack, jack seems so normal yeah. and audrey being attracted to jack and their romance makes audrey also normal yeah or at least more normal i feel like so i think for chemistry for me just means that whenever characters are like supposed to be falling in love i believe it <clears throat> 
it's so james and donna in my opinion don't have chemistry james Mm -hmm. and um maddie on the other hand kind of have chemistry bobby and shelly i think have chemistry Truman and Josie have the opposite of chemistry. <laughs> yeah, it's oh like it, they, they couldn't be worse, <laughs> like, like, like put together. It's so bizarre. Um, Get out of here. Uh, <laughs> I know. I was dead. I was dead at that. <laughs> uh, I like it when he says, um, put it down. I mean, she's holding <laughs> yes. that gun. Put it down. You, you but- literally hear the audio guy, like, like try to stop, like the audio from clipping. <laughs> but I just love it. His like eyes, honestly, don't move at all. It's just his no. Mouth. Yeah, what yeah. Is that? His eyes are, there's his, a, his expression does not change. There's what? a scene with him and Hank where Hank's on crutches, and literally when I'm watching the scene, it almost is like, did they edit this incorrectly? Because everything that they say to each other doesn't match up with what the person <laughs> says next or said before. Because like, oh, he's man. like, he's Hank's talking. He's like. I broke parole. So what? And then Truman's like, you're done. And then Hank says something else. I got news about like whoever who, oh, yeah. who murdered Andrew Packard. And he's like, he's like, you broke parole. It's like everything they're saying to each other has nothing <laughs> no, to do with the was, same that thing. Was a weird it's scene. so bizarre. Yeah. And, and, and Truman's just sitting there with his stone face. But no, so back to um, Jack Wheeler and Audrey. Um, I think the reason why Audrey is into him is I think because he's like he has a good cause. Yeah. I think she fr- probably okay. the because when they first were talking, she was like, "Oh, he's handsome," but she wasn't like too crazy about him. But then the more he's talking about like funding something to get like to save the pine weasel and to like save this uh, yeah. project, it I think she's kind of like, "Oh, this guy's rich and he it like does good things and the he's way that really she, attractive." Yeah, the way that she acts around him. It like to me is a bit like a lot different than how she would act around Bobby. With Bobby, it's so like little kid yeah. playful. Like I like to lick. Yes, I like <laughs> I like to lick vibes. I think that's because she yeah. knows her audience. Yeah, right. Bobby's dumb, so she's yeah, probably Bobby's like I gotta dumb, telegraph so this to you. She can play with Bobby. Yeah, and so she's like I gotta be very straightforward. But also, I think she probably thinks a lot less of Bobby than she thinks of Cooper or right. uh, Mr. Wheeler. So you're saying that Audrey's just attracted to genuinely good people i think so i think that's why she likes cooper so much and i think that's why she could like him is because it's like these are noble people okay um which is bizarre because her dad's nothing like that right and which may be why she's attracted to them right yeah i think that's a good assertion so yeah and this is also the first dude that like has gone out of his way to like make her feel really special i think that's like he's like right off the bat he's like let's go on a picnic like yeah like i'm like that's that's already like four steps ahead of like either of these guys that yeah. like she's into. Yeah. Well, I mean, Coop was never afraid to block her uh, at every opportunity. In That's fact, true. I think he probably enjoyed it, but, um, uh, it's, <laughs> I think he did. That was a fetish of his. Yeah, exactly. Um, so he, I think he's an okay character. Um, how do we feel about Nadine and, uh, and I think, Yeah. Or uh, no, uh, or, uh, Mike. No, and Mike. Oh yeah, that's right. Nadine Mike. and Mike t- checking into the Great Northern. That was My so favorite part of that scene 
was the girl that Mike sees from school. What was she wearing? She's got like the sideways ponytail Which, and the sideways cap. It's so the the, the thing. It was, so it was when I saw her, I was reminded. Oh yeah, this, this show came out in the nineties. No, that's the thing about Twin Peaks is that it feels very timeless until that character yeah. or someone like that comes yeah. in. You're like, oh my gosh, that's right. It was contemporary. Then. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think it's it's. I felt kind of odd because it was like both episodes had a scene where Ed and Nadine broke up. Like in the first episode, they like break yeah. up, and then in the right. second episode, they're meeting Doctor Jacoby and they break up again. And yeah. it's it's. Uh, I don't know. It's very weird. I, I don't. I mean, I guess I long long run. I know why, but I don't know why they would just like resolve that so quickly to let big ed and normal be together and he's like hank goes to jail and nadine has mike and it's just like all right this is their time to shine um yeah it's just just a it's a a, did you guys catch the line whenever uh nadine's talking to ed and she's like we went on this wrestling trip and Mike and I had the most wonderful night together. And then Ed goes all night. I know. And I'm like, wait, you didn't have yeah. to say that. <laughs> also, <laughs> the, the, the line when Mike's like, oh, we're going deep. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my Fishing. Gosh. Fishing. Oh, I my I literally heavens. wrote that one down because I was like, I cannot let this one slide. Yeah. That's so funny. It was super weird. I love the idea of him dressing up like an adult to check in right. the great door with like aliases. Oh, my gosh. It's funny. <laughs> Uh, the whole thing is just so wild it's super it's weird so wild. so hard with that deep sea fishing line <laughs> i couldn't and then yeah i this might be stepping on kenda's cute cooper corner but a couple scenes after that it cut to or maybe this was different episodes i don't know it's all blurred but it cut to um coop in his room practicing fly fishing oh yeah. yes, i thought that was adorable that just that on his was bed. awesome that was great Okay, so what do what are your guys' thoughts on Wyndham Earl right now? I I still don't like him as a villain. Uh, <laughs> I his motives are so convoluted and not in a good way. It's you know? weird. It's like, very bizarre. You can write a I think there have been many successful villains in film, television, literature where the villains are convoluted and obtuse you don't really understand what they're trying to do but that's part of the fun of it yeah um is trying to figure them out uh Wyndham Earl just kind of seems like a loose cannon um and yeah. it seems like they were trying to write him in a in a Moriarty type way where that's he a good point seems to have yeah. all of the things laid out and he can kind of see through everything but it doesn't come across that way they make him way too erratic they make him way too erratic and it seems forced and he his just motives aren't clear um which again it's you can you can make villains with unclear motives but with Wyndham Earl it's just not working I have a problem sometimes whenever movies or television have a villain who is like at the same time psychotic and really cunning i just don't buy that i feel like being psychotic would end up like cutting you at the angles of angles of being cunning yeah. and so it's like i like the like the movie joker from 2019 
I didn't like that movie that much because at the end, I was like, there's no way this guy can be a villain. He barely functions. Like, he yeah. he's stumbled his way to the top. And and because and so with Wyndham Earl, it's like I have trouble believing that he's pulling off this plan so well because he seems so sloppy and so like yes. emotional about it that I, it, 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 it's like this guy wouldn't be able to keep all of this together. Like, I, yeah. it, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, I agree with that. Yeah, I definitely don't feel like they planned him out very well. I think they kind of just like went into it hoping that his character would like develop into this like perfect villain, but definitely is a very blurry yeah. it, character well, for me. They like built him up over a couple episodes of people talking about him, like over the first yeah. half of season two. And then it's like, oh, well, crap, we got to actually like show him now. Exactly. And yeah. then it's just like. This really, because the first time you see him is when, um, uh, Fetch, what's his name? Um, homeboy, uh, Leo stumbles into his cabin and he's sitting there playing chess in like a suit. And I'm like, who's this guy? And then for the rest <laughs> yeah. of the show, it's like, oh no, he's like, he's like the Joker. Like, yeah. he's just insane. Right. He's just and crazy. It's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It's frustrating. Um, going back to the Moriarty thing, because I do think that that's kind of the direction they were trying to write him. Um, I think with like the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock, they do a really genius thing where Moriarty's always there. He's always a force, but he doesn't get a lot of screen time. Yeah. But then when he does, it's, it's crazy. It's jarring. It's daunting. And it, and with Wyndham Earl, he's there so much. We get they, a lot of we, screen time with him. I don't think... I don't think... I think it's a bad... Yeah, we don't need... I, it, it would be a lot better if we weren't, like, constantly cutting to him in the cabin. Yes. Um, there's no suspense. Well, I guess you can build suspense because, because you, know you know what's, what's going to happen. happen. But, but it, it really, really just, just makes me think, think, wow, Cooper and the the cops are really bad at their job if they can't get right yeah. right because he's so sloppy and that just goes back to what you said about they built him up for a couple episodes yeah. in my opinion i feel like they should have kept building him up. yeah i agree you know yeah. i i especially you know now seeing him and being as silly as he is well, yeah. also can we talk about his disguises he's a king of cosplay He's the king of cosplay. It's incredible. Every single time he shows up as a different character, it is so funny. I, 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 and because he looks, he's smiling the entire time, just like, whoo, like, you don't know. I'm Count Olaf. Like, it's just like, I'm pulling it on you guys. It's so wacky and weird. I, my favorite, my favorite, uh, these two episodes. He goes to the diner. Yeah. With two different costumes. Yeah. Just to leave a note. <laughs> it's incredible. Two separate so times. Funny. And it's so And it's oh, so, so good. dumb That's whenever like- there are points where like Cooper like thinks he sees him. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Hey, did, was, was your old no. partner like really into disguises? <laughs> like, I don't know. That, right. That's like what I love about this show though, is that like, honestly, there's some things I feel like they try to make it more try like they, they try to make it try hard like yeah. and that's what that's mm-hmm. why it's so enjoyable like yeah that's the thing is that like all this stuff with uh with Wyndham Earl it 
does not take away from me enjoying the show. I'm just enjoying it in a completely different kind of yeah. way. Okay. They don't they don't half-ass anything in Twin no, Peaks. No, they don't. They it's like oh, so you have a bad idea. Even the, all even the, the bad stuff, you're you're just <laughs> yeah. it's like, like they I love full it. effort. It's in. a bad idea, but they're they're going full throttle. <laughs> I I have you guys seen Community? Yeah. Wyndham Earl's like the dean, constantly coming in in different <laughs> costumes and disguises. So <laughs> I uh I yeah, I wonder if there's ever shot like I wish we had scenes where he's like coming home, like freaking out. He's like, I already used my sailor costume. Like, I don't have anything left. Like, I'm going back to, that. I'm going back to the Great Northern. I have to have something on. Uh, yeah. And like, Leo's like, oh, I'll put something together for you. He's like, no, that's awful. It's like, now it's like the odd couple. That'd be great. I, uh, yeah, I am, I wish they had went less him in the story. Yeah. And, but I do kind of like the idea of bringing Pete in for the chess matches. I just like the excuse yeah. of seeing more Pete and him getting being involved with this. Yeah, I loved Pete. I do think that they could just have a town hall meeting and just be like, hey, has everyone seen anyone like new around town? Like, yeah, I saw a new mailman. Yeah, I saw a new biker. Yeah, I saw a doctor came by. It's like, oh, well, everyone watch out for that guy. <laughs> it's the same guy. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you'd, you'd think at this point they put out like a neighborhood watch and say something to the effect of, hey, if you see any weird strangers. Can you like, imagine the PR nightmare that'd be in town? Hey, so we've got our, our special agent who's been investigating this murder that wrapped up a couple of weeks ago, who's been in town for about two months now. His ex-partner in, on the force is now in town disguising himself every day as different characters <laughs> dropping notes. I feel like if I lived that town, I'd be like, I need you guys to get a tighter grip on this because yeah. this like, is really freaking weird. That is weird. Um, yeah, okay. Let's talk about Josie. Oh. oh man, Kenna, what were your thoughts on what happened to Josie? What? I was like, I was just like wishing that I was watching it with you guys and like Brad. Yeah, I know. Just I wanted that reaction so bad because like <laughs> Brad, I, what a freak. The the way that she went was just so perfect with how we feel about her. It just yeah, it's true. It was just the worst. <laughs> it was just the worst acting of all so, time. Well, so, my favorite, my favorite. <laughs> My favorite part of the the scene where she dies is Truman's like, Josie, Josie. <laughs> She's dead. She's dead. He yeah. does it. No 911 call. Yeah. No, no checking know. of the polls. No trying to resuscitate her. He's just. Josie. He's like, this usually works. He's dead. <laughs> He's dead. <laughs> I, uh, so there are many elements of this scene I want to break down. First of all, she's in bed with Andrew Packard, right? Yeah. Okay, so Cooper busts in. They're laying on the bed. So he heard a gunshot. They're laying on the bed. Josie's like unconscious. Andrew Packard stands up and wobbles. So did she like so much? Did they lay on the bed and then she was like this, like just put a like put a gun in his stomach? Like I it makes no sense how they ended up laying like that. And then or like, did she, she quickly did she like, shoot him and then quickly faint on him? And then yeah, and they like, he didn't struggle at yeah. was, was he asleep? Do you I think? have no idea? Because he He was in like shot, a bed, he's like in a robe. Yeah, he's in a robe and he's just he's he's just he's not moving. <laughs> he's just straight like a plank. He's and, not struggling. And he's or like anything. He's, so when Cooper got shot in the stomach at the beginning of season two, he's laying on the ground the entire time. When Andrew Packer gets shot in the stomach on a bed, he has the full strength to sit up I know. and in start walking. Yeah. And then die. And then Josie, 
<laughs> she just starts rubbing herself with the gun. <laughs> and she's like freaking out. And then, so she just die, like passes, like she just like, yeah, like, just falls forward. And well, so, she, it looks like she's going to kill herself. For a it looks bit. like she's yeah, going to kill herself. I thought she was going to as well the first time I saw it, but she doesn't. She dies of a broken heart. She dies. She lays on the bed, and then we see a spotlight appear. Bob is just freaking out. Coop. Coop. Yeah, which I loved how you pointed out that it's like Bob and Cooper on nickname basis is now Coop. What happened to to Josie? (laughs) Which I I really I know that like maybe the the writers were like. We need people to start talking about the mystery of what happened to Josie. Maybe we should have Bob say to Cooper, what happened to Josie? So then they're thinking, oh, yeah, what did happen to Josie? Right. And then and then Stir the up. little man is just dancing, kind of just like, yes. hey, is, I used to help you out. Not anymore. <laughs> is this the only time we ever see him out outside the, the red, red room? room? Yeah. And then uh, I was so stoked when I saw him. Yeah. Well, like, it was yes. like it was like you're watching all the episodes post, um, like Bob and uh, what's his name, Laura's dad, Leland, Leland, and all those episodes. There's nothing supernatural. Well, I guess actually the Major Briggs stuff is pretty supernatural, right? But that's that's but it's very, not really Red it's Room not, stuff. It's not Red Room stuff, and it's it's not important either. It's, very it's kind of a it's kind of a sub subplot. Yeah, it is. And so when you finally see Bob again, you're kind of like, "How? What is? It? He's here? Yeah, this is how back. you guys bring them yeah. back." And then, and then, Truman's like, "She's dead," because we come out of like that fever dream. Mm. Now, do we do we think that Cooper saw Josie all of a sudden appear in a in the drawer handle? Oh my gosh! And is she happy or is she ma- like sad that she's there? I don't know. It's so, it's such a, it's so effing bizarre. I think I know why they did it, but I don't know if, well, I, 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 if I were watching it, then I probably would come to the same conclusion. I think they're trying to like have a literal personification of what ghost would means because the forest Uh. that, that Catherine has and that they're trying to save is called Ghostwood Forest. Yeah. And so now she's a ghost in the wood. In the wood. Hmm. I didn't make that connection. Yeah. I just thought That's big brain stuff. That is pretty yeah, big you. brain. Thank you. Thank you. I just thought that the writers at this we're like, point we were like there. people are complaining that the supernatural element of Twin Peaks is gone. We gotta, we gotta put it back in somehow. But and don't worry, we don't we got know. This. We don't know the inner machinations of David Lynch's mind. <laughs> but we're just going to. We're doing this. We're gonna try. pretend like we do. Oh my god! It's so bizarre. Yeah. All right. Should we get the segments, you guys? You Let's think? Or is there anything else you guys want to talk about? You don't think it will come up again? Let me think. Put it down. Oh yeah, yelling, <laughs> yelling. That's so Truman great. is so. It is really good. Um, and no, okay, yeah, never mind. Wait, hold on. Go ahead. No, what no, do you no. have, Kenna? No, I just, just in the next. Is it the next episode? Everything is a blur. 
these two episodes. I'm yeah. like, they're all one. I know that the first one was uh, directed by Leslie Lincoln Gladder. And oh. so. Was it the second one that's David Lynch and. Um, no, I, I'm not Ross. sure. Um, Anyways, yeah, just the part when he's like yelling at um, Cooper to get out. That's another yell that I love. Get out! <laughs> get out of here! <laughs> it's just. I also love how they come to the book house. <laughs> And Andy's like, he broke every piece of furniture that wasn't nailed to <laughs> yeah. the floor. <laughs> and he's right. And so, you can see just like everything everything's in broken. the room. So, <laughs> so for whenever whenever Truman experiences heartbreak, he becomes a toddler. He's just yeah. like, all right, this is going he against just the wall. I'm breaking this. stuff. It's so, it's so. It's so funny. It's insane. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> When we, when Brad and I originally watched the show, when James busts through that door, actually, I think I have it. Let me see if this is it. Why'd you do it? And he says, why'd you do it like that? With no emotion, I, Brad, like, like he, he ran out of the room like he saw a ghost. Like, he was screaming, laughing. And then when, when Truman goes, put it down, it's the same thing. And when Brad ever, when he, like, laughs really hard he punches things and so he just like grabbed every pillow he could he's just punching them and uh yeah it was it was very funny okay so we're gonna head on over to the red room and we're gonna talk about um the different uh supernatural forces in Twin Peaks is that anything over there oh gee sorry I like that uh, our listeners are probably should have ended at some point. Oh, there we go. Uh, I like our listeners are probably like they never use the same chimes, same jingles for these segments. It's always different. Consistency. Um, okay, so we're gonna talk about Josie. So apparently she's in the drawer. That's nice. right. I think it's an upgrade for her character. Um, oh, that's so mean. <laughs> It's better than having to be Catherine's maid. Right. That um, is true. Oh, we didn't even talk about Annie Blackburn. Yeah. We should have. Yeah. Maybe more next week. We only got introduced to her and her and Cooper. She doesn't do bit. much. No. We she... see that she has a scar on her wrist, but uh-huh. that could be anything. Guys, yeah. I have the same thing. There you go. Are nice. you Annie Blackburn? Were you in a coven? So, yes. Oh, okay. That, that, actually, <laughs> that actually explains a lot. <laughs> I just so, said, so yes. <laughs> so yes, yes I was. I, that means I was in a coven. So, uh, or convent. She's in a convent. Convent. Whatever. Covens are. Covens, yeah. <laughs> so. Well, I didn't even catch I'm it until you brought it up. I'm in a spooky mood anyway. Um. Yeah, there are like three words. Wait, what? What? What do you? What's the place where a prostitute stays at? What's Harem. A, brothel. No, it's, there's one that starts with a C. Oh, brothel. No, no, you're right. For some reason. My new soundbite is just, for, oh, brothel. For some reason, <laughs> I get the words brothel and 
convent confused. It's because it's just a house where like Even only though women They sound live. exactly the same. So they, it's just... <laughs> it, I understand. It's like only a couple of vowels. <laughs> I, well, I and don't consonants. know why, but like... They're just... Yeah, I don't know why, but I sometimes get them confused, and they're not good words to get confused. <laughs> oh, I'm visiting the brothel today. I meant convent. <laughs> I'm visiting the convent today. I meant brothel. Sorry, you're like, a, I'm going you're to like a, a nun in a brothel. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, Major Briggs and Log Lady meet with Coop, and they're like, "Hey, we got these weird like, oh yeah, tattoos." And then the, that's kind of it. Yeah. Basically, we learned that the log lady disappeared when she was like, s- like young. I was gonna say six. I can't remember how old she was, but when she was young, she like disappeared for like what she said was an hour, and then when she came back, everyone's like, "You were gone for a whole day." Right. And yeah. uh, she had that weird like mountain tattoo, right? Yeah. And then Major Briggs has like the the, three the triangles, yeah, which. <laughs> It's like means like toxic waste or whatever. Like and like what I don't know. You're like, toxic by they... Britney Spears. I know that this. <laughs> I know that this will probably come up later and like will make sense. But I'm like, where's the consistency? Like, why do we have to add all these symbols and like try to confuse me right now? Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Plus the symbols. Minor spoiler: don't ever come up again. They do. They do. Okay. Oh. They do. Oh. They actually do. Um, it's very, it, it'll be interesting for us all to dissect what happens later on with the symbols. So, yeah, that's, that's the red room. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> what about, what about, I mean, we already touched on this, but what about Bob and the little man? Are we? Yeah, what? I don't know. Like, are you going to talk came. about that? Why did they leave? The, well, first of all, weird. Bob. We don't know where Bob is. Wait, we don't know where Bob has been. For some reason, we I kind of think he's in an owl because like well, there's that shot okay. after he left yeah. Leland. They're like, yeah. There's the like last flying. the last time we saw Bob, or there was talk of Bob, was after Leland died, and they were all like, "Where's Bob gonna go next?" Yep. The question is yep. like, who's he gonna take next? And which that, I don't know why they don't use that as like a main storyline during right. the second half season two. Why do you need Wyndham Earl when Bob's still on the prowl? That's it, my question. Yeah. Um I think it would have been awesome if Bob like went in Andy. Oh. And then that they had to deal with that. That would be oh. sick. That would be so <laughs> all of a sudden Andy's sad. killing people. <laughs> Not Andy. <laughs> um yeah. Like okay. I don't know, just the, like the Bob stuff. Like, are we just gonna chalk this off as the writers didn't know what they were doing, or is oh, there? That's how I more? look at it. Okay, that's how I see it. I think that's. I that's mean, valid. I am open to all theories, but that scene means nothing to me. Whenever yeah, I watch like, it, yeah, like, why did they have yeah. to do that? I was like almost upset because I was like, yeah, like save this, save like this little man and Bob for something special. I really, right. I really think they were. It, Whenever they kill off a like a regular cast member, I feel like they're kind of like, well, we got to do something in case we want to bring them back. Mm. Yeah. Kind of like Laura's dead, but we're going to see her in dreams all the time and she'll play her cousin. So it's like it. they're like, we're not done with Joan Chen. We're going to have this really weird scene and maybe she'll come back as something else later. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's fair. We're going to let's start doing. Let's go to the double R, and we're going to do all the rest of the other segments. I'm gonna, let's see if I get this right. Nope. Um, 
woods are wondrous here. There we go. There we go. You're missing a cacophony of sounds That's right a, now. Quite okay. the, uh, quite the <laughs> soundboard. Okay, guys, let's get serious. Um, Kenna's cute Cooper corner. Let's do it. All right, welcome. I've missed this corner because honestly, it's been so tempting for me to just watch Twin Peaks and just continue on. When you were when we were on a little hiatus, I was just like itching for more Coop. Um, yeah, I want to first. We already discussed the fly fishing in this room. That's the that's I, and I I'm that's, sorry for bringing it up earlier because that's like the the cutest thing he does. That was the cutest thing. That was like number one for me. Number two was him wearing a trucker hat. Wearing yeah. like a little hat. I'm like incredible. I've never seen you in a little hat. He took a note out of Wyndham Earl's book. <laughs> like I'm gonna I'm gonna put on a little bit put of on a... more costume here. <laughs> You're not the only one who can do disguises, Wyndham. I loved it. Um, and then I don't know. I guess the whole encounter with Annie was yep. like cute for sure. But more, I just I love any scene with Cooper and Coffee. His relationship with Coffee is one of the cutest things ever. I love I it so much. But I agree completely. He's like made it just right. Yeah. Which, that's a sign of love right there. Mm -hmm. This is a woman I could love. Because you make coffee correctly. I love yeah. him. Is that it for the corner? That's all I have, really. Um, I don't know if you guys caught on anything else that you were like, oh, so cute. I didn't get enough Cooper. I wanted more Cooper. Yeah. It's weird because I have many... I. Oftentimes when I watch TV, I'm thinking about what are the writers thinking when they're doing stuff. And so season one, it's Cooper all over the place. Mm -hmm. he, it We see Twin Peaks through his eyes. Yeah. Which is why we love Twin Peaks so much. Right. Because we see his appreciation for it. Season two, up until Audrey gets out of the um, one eye, out of one eye Jacks and they start really closing in on Leland. Mm-hmm. Cooper's sidelined heavily because yeah. they can't let him get too much information or else he'll solve the case. So they have to keep like That's true. giving him side missions so that he can't solve the, the case. But after that happens, it's the same thing. It's Cooper's only in a couple scenes. He's actually like kind of the least used character later on in the show. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. It is. Wait, yeah, that is because sad. You really, there's no excuse for not having him just be our guy again. Yeah. Okay. By the way, I just want everyone at home to know that Kenneth's cute Cooper corner is all is is um like probably the most sought after. Uh, segment by people on instagram no it's not you like stop they, they that miss. they're like hey you didn't, you didn't get that from last time <laughs> um actually you know what's it's interesting just, is we have a so we have a cute. bunch of emails i just realized in our in our I email box them. from peeps that oh we should probably shoot 
address at some point. But um, we gotta do a I Harrison's cute email corner. We gotta do. Yeah. We gotta do mailbag. No, it's like it's like on um Homestar Runner. Did you guys ever go on Homestar? Runner? <laughs> yeah. Like no, I, I strong bad emails. Yeah. What a throwback. Okay. Biggest eye roll of the week. Josie. Oh man. <laughs> Just Josie dying. Yeah. Uh. Biggest, there were so many. Okay, biggest. There were a number. The biggest eye roll for me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is an eye roll because I love it so much, but the weasel cam. Can we talk about <laughs> yeah. that? When the weasel gets out of the cage, everything starts going crazy because he, you know. He gets released and he's biting people and whatnot. But then the the pinnacle of this is the weasel cam where you get the weasel's perspective as he runs throughout the room. And there's <laughs> tables being knocked over. There's a guy on the ground. <laughs> it's amazing. It it's so amazing. Good. Yeah. Um, oh, that's so good. I agree, but <laughs> that's, I, not, that's even, not even that's yeah, not even an eye roll. It's just like I just it's I loved it, so I have to think of a real eye roll. I applaud Dick Tremaine running around with that with that stuffed weasel on his face. Yeah, <laughs> it's quite amazing. Honestly, okay, I'll say it. I love Dick Tremaine as a character. When he's not involved with Lucy and Andy, it's in, actually kind of he's, incredible. He's uh, I love I love him. He's hilarious. He's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did we all answer? Did I answer? I know. Oh. You didn't answer. Biggest eye roll for me, probably. There's a part where Josie is talking to Catherine, and she's just like kind of freaking out, and she she tells Catherine, "I think I'm losing my mind." And I'm like, I don't know how, I don't know yeah. how you would be. <laughs> and I just, I'm like, I don't get right. that. All right. Um. Yeah. My other big eye roll scene was you already brought it up, but the scene with, with Hank on the crutches in the Oh my gosh. Um I broke parole, that, so what? That was a weird That's that, actually maybe worse than the Josie stuff. That was a weirdly it flowed weirdly. It, yeah. Something was off about it. Well I like little things. I feel like anytime Donna comes on the scene, I, I roll my eyes, I just I don't know. I, I feel really bad, but like, I just don't like Donna very much. And like when she interacts with, uh, with Craig, what's his Dr. Craig? Uh, when Oh Earl. my gosh. Can I change my answer? <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that. Yeah. That was like really the whole scene with Donna and Wyndham Earl as the doctor I was, was excruciating the, I agree. <laughs> the fact that he just oh my i wrote it down okay i wrote i wrote a line down um wyndham earl says i hope to see you later donna yep. and donna says me too yeah this old stranger her dad's age she's never met yeah she doesn't know who he is yep. he shows up he starts flirting with her leaves a, a strange note in a box with her and then like she reciprocates the flirtation i know i thought that she would be at least like skeptical but she wasn't right she, she was like oh 
I, I just think it's kind of the whole time. Like, ugh. it's interesting that you guys haven't noticed that Wyndham Earl. The only reason he went to Twin Peaks was to teach those girls how to love. Okay, <laughs> you're completely missing the point. Well, here. Uh, well I was going to say one of the most evil things about Wyndham Earl is how he kind of just sexually harasses uh, all of the girls he comes yeah, across. Yeah, it's by it's, just it's being like, "Hey, you're very beautiful. Hey, you're." Has anybody? Um, when he's with Shelly too, he's like, "Yeah, hey, you're very." pretty and he's like i don't consider myself pretty and she, he's like it's more of an internal thing i think i think donna should take note that the only man recently she's had really good chemistry with is a homicidal maniac in disguise <laughs> she was like flattered by that experience yeah she was um, she was all on board for it and Although, then there's also wait sorry what oh well i was just say if i was donna and my dad was like that guy's been dead for years like stay away from that guy i would like probably like my soul would leave my body like i'd be so yeah i would i would would lose my mind and then they call the number and it's a cemetery Cemetery. i would be like dad you're gonna die yeah it's like this is a wrap on this family okay everyone yeah i would be freaking out but she it doesn't even seem to phase her really no it doesn't because it's after that scene that she goes and meets james right or is it before i can't remember it's no actually yeah no that's uh james the, the james stuff is before Ken, okay. what were you gonna say wait what <laughs> Sorry, I, thought I, say, I thought you were gonna bring something up about wyndham and, oh uh, no it literally Ken, was and, just uh, i was just thinking about what mr cowboy man singing also oh, yeah. <laughs> i was like you have like so many points and you just like lost all of them with like there are yeah. a lot of like good opportunities <laughs> for like really dumb well, they would never do this, but like, there's a point where uh, Audrey and Mr. Wheeler are laying on the ground, and she's like, "Yeah, any more of those cowboy tricks?" He's like, "I could lasso a steer, or like, a, I could lasso a cow," and she says, "There aren't cow for like 30 miles." I don't know why. It's just like you, you could easily be like, "Are you sure about that?" I don't know. It's just yeah. so dumb. Anyway, favorite or least favorite storyline of the week? I'm gonna go first. My favorite storyline is probably oh my gosh this is not a fun like thing I uh okay I'm going out there going out there I'm going on a whim my favorite storyline is uh Jack or John Justice Wheeler and um and Audrey and that's just because it's a lot more flirty Audrey which is my favorite Audrey Kenna I don't know. I feel like I would have chosen that as well. Ooh. Because there's nothing else for me to choose that I wasn't like, bruh. <laughs> like, um, I'm trying to think if there's like another one that I could say is my favorite. I don't know. I was going to choose that. McKay, go. And then <laughs> Oh, man. Another one. Um, I... Um, you know what? I'm we knocked it a lot, and it there's good reason to knock it. But honestly, my favorite storyline is the stuff with Sheriff Truman. Like, I'm gonna be completely honest. Like, he's not. I don't think he plays being um, a drunken angry heartbreak yeah i don't fully i don't think he acts that super well yeah 
Um, and obviously, like, Joe, the whole Josie death scene is so over the top and silly, but like, honestly, I feel like out of all of the storylines between these two episodes, that's the one that carries the most weight. Um, it's, I do think there is a very tender interaction between uh, Agent Cooper and Sheriff Truman in the second episode, um, where, you know, again, it is kind of silly still. Because Sheriff Truman's like, I've never given my gun up to anyone ever. Yeah. Um, but it it's kind of tender where when Sheriff Truman's yeah. like, well, that'd be a damn fine time to start or something. <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah I, I just think out of any of the storylines, that's the one that pulled me in the most, despite its flaws. It's the one that's the most interesting. Yeah. yeah, I was going to say like the the whole Cooper like Cooper tells him like it's gonna help you a lot to know eventually that she's like a killer. And yeah, I, mm -hmm. I'm like wondering what you guys think about that because I was like, okay, Coop, like you don't have to say that. Like that was like my <laughs> first thought. I don't know. If, I think that's yeah. too like read the room. Right. Right. Uh, I don't know. Right. Yeah, Coop's Coop has interesting tough love <laughs> tactics <laughs> like, with, with Truman. Like, yeah, he does. Like, I know that I know that girl hurt you, but like, it's like, geez, like give it some time. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Cooper's coming from a place of like she shot me, and I'm your best friend. Like, <laughs> right? But, I that's justifiable. That's yeah. Okay. <laughs> Most difficult scene to watch. <laughs> <laughs> okay um kenna we're gonna have you go first wait is this not the same as like biggest the eye roll the eye roll or is it what's the difference you know i don't know um i think my most difficult scene though for example is like james and donna's picnic oh yeah. like it's just a, it's just like a it's just like a scene that you're just like i just this is I'm not this is not what i want yeah i mean similarly i feel like donna and freaking what's his face windham that was that was a hard dr one. craig I was just like yeah Can you stop flirting yeah. like no, yeah donna just... and yeah if someone came by my house and was like hey i went to school with your dad i'd just be kind of like okay? slowly close the door while making eye yes, contact same. with them and just yeah. like locking <laughs> it i would like not I would like crack it open only enough to like be able to see them a little bit. I'd be like, yeah. okay, like very skeptically giving now. them side eye the whole time. <laughs> okay, what do you have? This is solely from a technical standpoint, but there's a scene in the second episode where um after the weasel gets <laughs> let out, um there's this whole thing where Audrey's on stage and then this girl in a blue dress runs out and knocks her off. Yeah. She falls, gets caught into Mr. Wheeler's arms. Yep. And then this same girl in the blue dress proceeds to run. She's just in the background. She's essentially an extra, but she runs to the front of the stage. And for the duration of this scene, uh, Jack and Audrey are having a conversation. She is just standing there. <laughs> waving her arms <laughs> like 
doing nothing <laughs> but just waving her arms like a maniac for all, <laughs> I swear like 30 seconds straight and does like it is just so jarring and just I think so poorly directed like the director at was just like okay yeah yeah you run up there and you just just pretend like you're freaking out and then she was just like okay yeah I'll do that and she just <laughs> anyway, so I just that, that scene was hard to watch for me. I forgot about that. I was so I didn't even hear actually. their conversation. I didn't even listen to their conversation <laughs> because the whole time I'm like, this extra is stealing this right. scene. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. I'm gonna pull it up in a second. Okay. Uh, I want to watch that again, actually. That's oh so my! Good. I oh. was so <laughs> jarred by that. Okay, what age for the best? <laughs> What age the the best? Yeah, what part of these episodes age the best? <sighs> oh, that's hard. Um, honestly, I'm gonna say there's there's one scene, one scene in particular, um, where it's um, it's Shelley and. I can't remember her name ever. Uh, the other girl that works at the diner. Heidi or Norma? Norma. I found who you're talking about. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Um, there's a scene between Shelly and Norma. And Norma asks Shelly if she's going to uh, go to the Miss Twin Peaks pageant. Yeah. And, and then oh Shelly does this thing. Yeah. And it's so... It's it's attractive what she does. Yeah, she just like does this thing where she like takes up picks up the spoon, and in that moment I'm like, wow, you are you are just a beautiful woman. Yeah, I know. I agree. That's what I'd say. I forget about that because like I fell in love with her when she did that. Like yeah, I'm like, I she did that and I'm like, wow, they're they're underusing you. Like they need to be using you more. That's that she definitely. Is like one of the, in my opinion, like one of the best actresses. Yeah, she show. is so Shelley? talented. Yeah, yeah, she's her. great. You watch yeah. Riverdale? What? Do you watch Riverdale? I don't. Her it's... daughter's like in it, isn't she? She's in it. She's in and it. She directs some of the episodes too. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. So I, that's that. Yeah, I agree. Shelley's probably. What's the actress's name? Machen. Machen M- Amick. Machen A- Amick. Yeah. That's her um, name. Yeah. Wow. I love Shelly. She's a great character. She's most underrated in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, For me, great. what's aged the best? Um I think uh I environmentalism. I think I was gonna say <laughs> that, dang it. Uh, uh, John Justice Wheeler, him and Audrey, uh or his like his goal is is pretty nice. Although I do think it's interesting that they kind of play into the fact that it's like you don't know if Ben is like virtue signaling in order to get the project not to be made. He's like, all of a sudden he cares about the pine weasel. Like that's Catherine's thing. Like all of a sudden you care about this. Like you're just putting up a show so that I can't do this. Yeah. I think that's I think it's a very um, wise uh, critique that they're making really early. But mm-hmm. um, I do think that Ben is at this moment in time is very genuine. But I think that the idea of like not doing that project is is good. But Kenna, were you gonna say that too? That was mine. I was yeah. 
just yeah when it was happening i couldn't believe that it was being said because i was like i feel like nope nobody really cared about that kind of stuff back then i don't yeah. know very ahead mm -hmm. of its time right so it was like i was like oh sweet i can't wait to talk about this but yeah Dang. yeah but yeah i, I beat you to it yeah. <sighs> okay well kenna while we're on you what's age the worst um probably letting strangers into your house oh yeah or... <laughs> yeah that's really there's good like, okay there was another one um i don't know probably just being swooned by like any attractive man that yeah there were some weird gender dynamics in these couple yeah, episodes. yeah. In don't that, worry like we got mr said... peaks ahead of us guys we got problematic stuff coming. oh yeah <laughs> like you guys said the freaking picture of her as a young girl that's that, that was that Why? was weird. That super weird. That was that was creepo material. It was even I don't care how attractive he is. Like I I, I need to know I'm his age. I need yeah. to know his age. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. What's age the worst? Uh, I'm gonna say the same thing. Yeah. I, I think... just feel like there's some weird creepy stuff between some guys and some girls in this in these episodes. Yeah. I uh I would probably agree. Um Okay. Bernie Renault Heat Check Award. What minor character just came out of nowhere and obliterated a scene? Mickey, you can go first. Mr. Pinkle. Oh my gosh. Wait, wait who is that? Is he also the person who tries to sell them that, that chair for Leo? I think What's so. What's his job? I don't it's know. It's so bizarre. Mr. Pinkle is the guy who brings out the pine, uh, the pine weasel on the stage, Kenna. Oh, okay, yeah. What's the <laughs> line he says? That's so funny. I can't remember, but um, he's like, he's saying something, and then Dick's like, "Get on with it," and then he like finishes his sentence as he like goes. I can't remember what he says, but I thought it was funny. Yeah, Mr. Pinkle, that's a great, that's a great choice. That's good, that is a good choice. Kenna, you? Um. I like part of me wants to say Annie just because like yeah she has such a presence and yeah, totally mm -hmm. Heather Graham her look is I feel like um what's her name runs a diner sorry Norma Norma yeah like Norma has that like very beautiful put together look and yeah. I think so does Shelly but her sister comes in and is just like I love her look she's mm -hmm. very girl next door yes yeah, yeah. So she kind of made, like, without having to say much, she kind of had, like, a really cool presence for me. I was like, I hope that she has some cool things going on. I agree. Yeah. I thought the concierge at the Great Northern who gives oh, Audrey yes. a bunch of sass. Oh, I was, yeah. I was like, I was like <laughs> yeah. this guy is just going for it. I, I was like. Yeah. He's like, I'm on Twin Peaks. I'm going to make it happen. This is going on my yeah, reel. right off the bat, he's, like, super sassy to. Yeah. It makes her do his job. Yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah. That was, um. Maybe going back to things that haven't aged super well, I've noticed that a lot of the POC representation oh, yeah. is just from the hotel staff. Yeah. 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 Not, 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 There's not, not a lot not outside of that, no. which isn't great. It's but, true. Yeah. Okay. Favorite scene, Kenna. Now, this is one. Uh, yeah. You go first. Oh, geez. Yeah, like I said, forgot about all the segments. And so I'm almost like, oh, I wasn't ready to choose one. Um, probably 
I like now that you brought that up, McKay, about the part with Shelly. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it so much. That's such so much. Such a just a good little nugget. Yes, that was my golden nugget. I think. Yeah, that, that was that, my favorite little mini scene. Like, yeah, I just something about it. I'm just like it's it's sort of out of character for for Shelly, but then once she does it, you're like, oh my yeah. gosh, like <laughs> you got layers. I know. I know. And I, what you just did, you're like rubbing your arm, like all nervous. I'm like, that's what I did when I watched. I was like, mm. you're like, hmm. <laughs> Am I turned on right now? I've, I, that's what I was wondering. That's what I was wondering about myself. <laughs> so yeah, she needs yeah. an endearing character. And that scene was definitely like, it just like was a breath of fresh air for, for a second of me being like, okay, let me try to figure out what's going on with all yeah characters. yeah that was that was a nice fresh breath of air yeah, right I there agree. minty fresh so what about you this is this is a controversial oh take oh my gosh my favorite scene oh no <laughs> is josie turning into the door <laughs> into the drawer how can it not be knob just because i know that it is it makes no sense and it's it's so <laughs> insane but, but i think that's, that's why i like it is it's just like it's so bad insane that yeah. i'm like i can't not choose it yeah. like it doesn't make sense i don't think it ever comes up again maybe it does i don't know but like it's just it's crazy and like the sound effect that it makes when her like face is moving around is like kind of off-putting no totally. and it's like a good way i don't know i thought it was a good way and so because you're just like what the hell just happened <laughs> yeah and I I love it. I it it's weird and I can see why most people just are baffled by it. Yeah. I am too am baffled by it, but I I love it. It's so it's just it it just is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um for me, favorite scene I like yeah, I like Annie and Cooper talking a lot. I like that. I thought that was great. Um, so probably that when they first meet. Because he kind of does the same thing that Audrey does, where they're like distracted, and then they finally look at them, and they're just like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't know you were attractive. I wouldn't have said that to you if I knew you were hot. Right. Um, so probably, yeah, probably that. Uh. Let me pull up the next one here. Who won the episode? Mm. I'm going to say Shelly. I know. I keep thinking about her. (laughs) (laughs) I know. It's just. I kind of want to say, why do I literally forget his name? I'm just saying it once. Jack? Jake? John Justice John. Wheeler, <laughs> also known as Jack. Yes, also known as Jack. For me, he kind of wins because I—I I don't know why. I just think he can stand out from the absurdity of a lot of the other like s- plots that are going on around him. Yeah, it's not necessarily that like I like him so much that he wins. Yeah, but it's just like he just wins because he—he he surprised me, and. Mm-hmm. I, I like I like his character and I don't know why yet, you know. But. What's the difference between a fedora and a cowboy hat? 
is my question. There's a big difference. Okay, oh, but really? like when he wears a cowboy hat, I'm kind of like, bro, take it off. Like, I, I feel like you don't know anything about that area. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. It's not. It's not like I'm like, oh, cowboy hats. Like, uh, like I just, I just, I actually prefer one like just like a dude knows about all that stuff but yeah like is not trying to be all westerny like it that doesn't is not wearing spurs yes right he's country externally but not internally yes Maybe. you take a boy out of the country we can't take the country out of the boy mm -hmm. That's yeah what they say um because he wears a fedora he doesn't wear a cowboy hat and so i'm trying he's like is he more indiana jones then what like what we know i don't know it's interesting so all right well who on the episode for you did you already say um no i didn't the episodes um... <laughs> truman he's got a lot going on yeah got a lot and i and i like to see him a little uh flustered yeah like, i like to see him angry it's cool because he doesn't have be, besides like going and hanging out and ripping josie's shawl he doesn't really usually have a lot going on with him mm -hmm. and so i like to see him like have more emotion bro yeah it gives him a like a, he's a deeper character now to me it's interesting to see him in a dark place Totally. Because up until this point, he's just kind of been sort of a... He's the sheriff of a simple town. A pillar, yeah. 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 All right. Rate the episodes. Try your best to distinguish between the two of them. No. We're going to start with... McKenna. No, no, no. Start with McKay. All right. Fine. We'll start with McKay. Because <laughs> um, I got to try to, like, separate them for a second what are the episode names again so episode 17 was so episode 17 is the condemned woman the condemned woman and then, and then episode 18 is wounds and scars okay so i'm gonna say the condemned woman i'm gonna give it a five out of ten and then wounds and scars i'm gonna give it a six out of ten i liked oh. i liked the second episode slightly more than the first one um the first one seemed like i mean the condemned woman seemed like mostly filler. There's some interesting stuff scattered here and there, but overall, nothing. Nothing that made it particularly memorable. Nothing that made it particularly bad. Um, wounds and scars, on the other hand, sort of the same thing. A lot of filler, um, but the reason that it ticks it up from a five to a ten is it's just it's just a little bit more fun. Yeah, you know, it it doesn't take itself as seriously. Um, and it just, it's just a little bit more of a good time. So that's my, that's my consensus. I know this is random, but really what aged the best about these episodes was probably Andy and Lucy's outfits during the pine weasel, like oh, fundraiser yeah. thing. Oh yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know fashion killed, but I know when I see it, plaid okay. on plaid on plaid, plaid on plaid on plaid. All right. I Kenna. do forgot about that for a second. That's I know. great. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would give them I I feel like I did also enjoy the second episode a little bit more than the first, but I still like that first episode. I was just kind of like getting back into the Twin Peaks mode and so it wasn't 
I couldn't like register everything like I feel like I should have been able to. So with that in mind, I think I'll give them both sixes. Oh, um, nice. Because I, I mean, I didn't think they were bad, but I wasn't like, obviously we're still in that transitional phase of Twin Peaks that I don't know yet. But. I agree. I agree with what you're saying. I uh, the thing that's interesting is that the first episode is pretty bland, up until yeah. the ending for me, yeah. and it's just got such a great last ten minutes of of unintentional comedy and just <laughs> very very interesting uh, story choices. <laughs> yeah, and it kind of picks up for the rest of it. But then the episode after that doesn't have like big events. But it's like the story, like where we're going feels better and it feels more in line with what I know the show to be. So, yeah, I'd probably give them a 5.5 for The Condemned Woman and a 6 for Wounds and Scars. So Nice. Yep. Going with the decimals. Yep, that's, uh, Pulling that's out the way those to do bad it. Boys. Yeah. All right, well, this has been Three Fish and a Percolator, drought episode number four covering wounds and scars and the condemned woman next week we'll be back hopefully brad will be joining us when he returns from the red room which we didn't did we even acknowledge his, his absence i was just about to say we didn't <laughs> even talk about it oh by the way in case you haven't noticed Brad brad's not here. here brad's not here that's hilarious um he's uh, he got sucked he was i think he was out camping with someone and then all of a sudden there's a bright light and an owl flew by and he disappeared so we'll see if he appears in any of our living rooms tonight. We'll check then, him for tattoos. Yeah, we'll check for any marks. tattoos that he's got. Yeah, if he doesn't have any, we'll probably Can just have we to give him all one. get matching tattoos? Twin Peaks ones? The only yeah. tattoo I've ever considered in my life would be getting a Twin Peaks one, which I yeah. is... Like, is... Let's just get really small somewhere. I'll yeah, do you it. could make it pretty small. It. Oh, you'll do it? Well, then definitely. I'd want my, uh, my non-tattoo artist friend want, to do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> just get a coat hanger we'll dip it in like melted ink oh and we'll, and we'll just do it that, that way sounds over. not painful at all not at all brand it uh, is yeah. next week the last drought episode or do we have two more no, we have like we have let me let me just you two talk amongst yourselves and let me just double check because i remember when i watched it like okay that was episode 17 and 18 mm -hmm. oh i guess you're right we have quite a bit i said i'm very excited it's it twin peaks is so effing weird and how the tone will shift from now on yeah it's insane i love it and it's gonna be great we're honestly fall i know that twin peaks takes place in like february and march but for me fall is harmonious yeah. with twin peaks mm -hmm. that's when i watched it last year was around halloween spooky vibes yeah. Yeah. yeah but we're also gonna do hopefully from here on out we can do a movie commentary episode in between other episodes too so fun we can elongate this a little bit more. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Kenna, we'll stick you on the, we'll stay on the zoom call with you a little bit longer after we finish, but for all our listeners, we'll see you guys next week when we come back to uh, do another drought episode. Um, hit us up on Instagram, three fish and a percolator. Uh, I can't remember if podcast is part of it. I don't think it is, but our email is three fish and a percolator podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up if you guys have any questions or anything at all you want to bring our way. Is that three with a number or three, three with spelled a number. out? Three with a number. Yep. The number three. All right, guys.